<laughs> All right, everyone. On top five tonight, we got a good one. We got our contest winner, Uncle Steve, with us tonight. And we're going to be doing the top five albums of 1983. Welcome to Top Five with Joey Casada. Starring Joey Casada. Team Jesus, my friend. <gasps> Am I walking around, Paul? Co-starring Ernie Palooza. And the doctor, Tommy Snyder. Goddamn. Now here's your host, Joey Casada. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Top Five. I'm your host, Joey Casada. And I'm Sting. Every breath you take, every podcast you make, no one's watching us. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, how do you spell breath? and back by popular demand he forced his way back we got the monster the doctor what's up boys welcome aboard uncle stevie thank you good to be here mr monster yes and 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 not last but least only an ernie fan would refer to me as Mr. Monster. You know that, right? <laughs> oh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Last but certainly not least, we have our first ever top five contest winner. Yeah. Mr. Uncle Steve, all the way from Texas, I believe, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All oh, the way in say, Texas. Say hello oh, to the people. Wow, a, a whole lot of country. Hello, people. Hello, people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I got my uh, contest winning shirt here. Oh my God, look at that. Face. Look at that mug. <laughs> I don't want to. Do not wear that on the streets of Texas. You will get beat up. <laughs> I've gotten some looks, I can tell you that. <laughs> God, I could just imagine people looking at what the hell what kind of shirt is that? <laughs> One of them might be Shay. <laughs> oh my God. You're, can you imagine Shay sees him walking on the street and says, I know Ernie? Amazing. <laughs> Shay's a friend of me today. I thought I saw a t shirt that said Ernie. <laughs> well steve steve welcome aboard we're so happy to have you on thanks for entering the contest and not only winning the contest but purchasing two ernie t-shirts which is incredible possibly the only two we sold which i, I loved um now we sold thousands already but i don't give ernie any of the money so shh. <laughs> i was gonna buy three of them because i thought if i won got the third one i could go to ernie's house but you told me that if i bought a third one ernie was coming to live with me so then I didn't buy a third one. <laughs> <laughs> what? Very nicely done. Joey, since when did you turn pimp? <laughs> you know, I, I do anything to sell a piece of merch. I told him, buy, you buy one, we ship you Ernie. We don't ship you the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> the sequel, Ugly Woman. <laughs> well, Steve, I don't know if you're, if you're having any uh, adult beverages tonight, but we got to play. The infamous, the world-renowned, Doctor, what are you drinking tonight? It's got it got complicated. Oh shit! <laughs> I, was, um, I met it up with a uh, well, you know what? Tito's and some sort of Spanish pina colada mix. Excuse me, can I see it, please? 
All right, give me a second. Hold on. <laughs> Just so you know, Steve, that's why we were running late. The monster was at the bar settling up his tab, I think. He's, he's back. <laughs> what the hell is this? Pro really? You're having Tito's and, and a vanilla protein shake? <laughs> oh, that's right. It wasn't pina colada. It was vanilla. <laughs> I was something with a P. Pina colada, protein. It doesn't, whatever. I was in a rush. I was in a rush. <laughs> Tito's was the main ingredient. They were cones. <laughs> what about you, Ern? You drinking the hard stuff tonight? What do you got? Me? Yeah. Uh, I'm drinking tea. I'm not. I'm, I'm still under the weather. Oh shit! Here he goes. Well, you still. What do you have? Long COVID? I don't. <laughs> Super long. He's just still quarantining from the family. He's like, no, I need to quarantine another six months. Don't come near me. <laughs> they love me. How about you, Steve? What are you doing? Any, anything over there? I'm drinking some flavored water. Ooh, <laughs> he's, he's in Ernie's boat. Yeah. <laughs> it's all they would. It's all they would sell me with the shirt. That's all they would sell me. <laughs> what am I on retreat with a bunch of Boy Scouts here? What's going on here? What do you got there? A little bit light tonight. A little Michelob Ultra. Beautiful. Oh, Oh, these are delicious. What's the matter with you? Finish. You're gonna throw up. You have a protein shake with Tito's in it. Pull that up to the no, hold that glass up to the to the, to the camera. What glass? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, we got a good one tonight, Steve. I know we were going back and forth. Uh, we still see it. We could see it. <laughs> you gotta do a commercial later for the protein shake and Tito's. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I can still do 15 push-ups. Do, do you, are you not motivated to work out in the morning? Put a little Tito's in your protein shake. You'll be motivated. <laughs> Have my friend Tito motivate you. He motivates me. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Before we go off the rails, until someone loses, until someone loses a liver. <laughs> so, Steve, before we jump into, into the topic, give us a little back history on you. How'd you find the show? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, let's see. I'm pretty close in age to you guys. I got into rock and metal in right around this time, probably '84, the year Animalize came out. Beautiful. Or, yeah. Um, and I've been into, I've been a, I'm kind of closed-minded when it comes to music. Uh, uh -oh. rock. Yeah, <laughs> you, you'll know which way my list is going as soon as I start. Um, well, you're not going to like my list. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I saw a couple things on there that I thought, yeah, this will be on there. <laughs> but um, I found you because uh, I was doing, I was listening to the podcast, the uh, podcast Rock City. Sure. And I heard you on there and I was like, this guy sounds pretty funny. So, and you said, you know, you described your podcast one week and you said, oh, we do these short episodes. They're like 30 minutes a piece. And I went on there and I'm like, well, these aren't really 30 minutes well, a piece, but they started off as 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. They started off. And then, then we got the doctor on board and then alcohol after that. And then after, yeah. you know, then we got this other guy, DeVito, and they turned it to four hour episodes. <laughs> but I, the one of the, the thing that cracked me up the most, I guess, because all of you guys are in New York, where are, where, where are all of you at? Like currently in you're in Pennsylvania. He's in Pennsylvania, right? I'm in, I'm in Brooklyn right now. Okay. And where's Ernie at? Brooklyn. Okay. I'm in, and I'm in New Jersey. 
do y'all know where um Peekskill is? Peekskill, uh, New York? Yeah. Yeah, upstate, sure. Yeah, I was up there. I went up there this past weekend and saw Queens Rock. So if if memory serves me correct, that's the fat where the facts of life took place. Am I correct? Ernie. Ernie? Uh, you know what? I don't I don't remember. Oh, you're disgusting. <laughs> Come on. They they went to a all girls boarding school in Peekskill. The hell kind of people are you? But the thing that the thing that really got me though when I first started listening was the New York accents. And you know, when you would ask Ernie a question, he'd just be like, Gork the Dragon Slayer. And he'd just be really matter of fact. And <laughs> oh, which by the way, I, I'm sorry I wasn't on last week. I wanted to apologize because I was gonna be on and Ernie texted me. And he said, hey, we got Gorick. He's on next week. Don't bother. So, <laughs> Ernie, you bumped him for Gorick? <laughs> Doctor, you missed that one. We would, what, what the hell was the topic, Ernie? I don't even remember. Riffs. Yes, favorite guitar riffs. And Ernie picked uh, Where There's a Whip, There's a Way from uh, Return of the King. Yeah. Da -da -da -da. Very disappointed for a Tony Iommi fan. That's right. I didn't, I didn't get to any Tony. He didn't pick any Tony Iommi. I couldn't believe that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you picked the goblins? I don't, I don't recognize that name you just said. Let's move on. That's Gosh. no, dude, that's great. Uh, yeah. And you've kind of been watching ever since. Any favorite episodes? Any favorite uh, moments? Any favorite Ernie moments? Oh, there's a, there's there's almost too many to name, but I I like all the different kinds of episodes. You know, you, you talked about, uh, there was one where y'all were talking about I think when Ernie was the first one to get uh, the, I don't know if it was the Atari or, but y'all talked about everybody gathering in his room and, and oh. just, but even whether I like the topic or not, sometimes it's the, it's the camaraderie. Cause all of you guys have known each other forever, you know, and uh, the monster used to beat up Ernie and then Ernie <laughs> had sucker punched the monster once. And yes, uh, <laughs> but I love week. it. He broke, he broke the, rule, the rules of engagement. <laughs> Hitting below, above the shoulders. Yeah, you can't hit friends in the face. That was always the rule. Yeah, always. But, but all our friends, so we, we can move on past that. Yeah, all but all of the old stories and the camaraderie, like you know, just knowing you guys have this big long history is really cool. You know, and it, and just hearing the stories are funny. I do a podcast, and my co-host, I've met them all in the last two years. So, oh wow, yeah, I always, I was always fans of. I mean, obviously, topics matter, but after a while. You know, I, obviously, I listen to Kiss podcasts and stuff. Kiss, you, you only you can only hear so many facts after a while. It's the camaraderie and and the personalities of the people you listen to. Yeah, is what draws people back in. And after a while, that's when you know you have a good show. The topic doesn't matter. People are gonna tune in to hear you banter and and ball break and stuff like that. And then the topic yeah. is also fun sometimes. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I enjoy Speak a lot of them. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry. Gross. Speaking of topics. We got a good one. So we're going to return to our best of album series and we're going to do the top five albums of 1983. Uh -oh. Good year. Good year. Uh Oh, did you do the wrong year? <laughs> I thought y'all were doing 1911. No, oh, Ernie. <laughs> Wait, no, you said 1883, right, Ernie? <laughs> that would fall around where there's a whip, there's a wave, right? <laughs> Glenn Yarborough. Um, right, right Write that one out. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we why don't we start with our guest tonight? <clears throat> Let's start with his number five pick from 1983. Uh, this is going to be well. This is my favorite band. 
but I have their 83 album down a little lower. Uh, you always, I'll, I'll tell you who the band is without saying the name. I know it already. Tickets his wedding song. Wedding night. Yeah, yeah. My my number five is "Peace of Mind" by Iron Maiden. They did a show on VH1 a few years back, and it was about the history of metal. And the Trooper, which is probably the best song on the album, was the song that led off every single episode of that, which I thought pretty telling. But I love it. It's a good album. So, Uncle what Steve, was some of the songs on that? Refresh my memory, because that. Uh, say again. Yeah, what were some of the songs on that? The, the uh, away from. It's got a flight of Icarus, uh, Revelations, uh, Where Eagles Dare, and I'm assuming, based on, like y'all did one on books recently, and all the different books you've read, they have one about the book Dune. To oh, tame really? Land. Yeah, to tame a land. Uh-huh. I'm going out to buy the album. <laughs> <laughs> I just sold Iron Maiden an album to Joey Casada. No, you, you still have it. But they um the, they tried to name the song Dune, and the author had, would have nothing. He was like, "You can't name the song Dune." <laughs> Did it go something like this? Da Dune, 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 Dune. Yeah, that's the exact tune. <laughs> but wait, is that that can't be true? You can name a song Dune. They, they I don't, don't know. They can't have the copyright. They don't have the copyright for the name. It might have been the Dune. lyrics, maybe. It might have been the lyrics that maybe went over. Yeah, yeah I think I think it, the lyrics are. I've never seen Dune. I'm not really. Oh, I'm gonna. You're gonna hang up on me when I say this, but I'm not really into uh, all the um, mystery, magical. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm sorry, Steve. <laughs> we're running out of time already. You, you, you just you just described Kiss. <laughs> you better shut your mouth. <laughs> I'll I'll redeem I'll redeem myself here in a little while. I was gonna say, Steve, not a great start. Not a <laughs> not a not a not a favorable start. You know, if you so no chance I'm coming back. There's no chance I'm coming back after this. Where did Uncle Steve come from? We never found out the origins. That's a good point. I started I started a podcast and it was called Uncle Steve's Rock and Metal Zone, which oh. I know Joey will appreciate this. I changed the name a little later on. Now it's Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Would you rather hear Iron Maiden or you too? I mean, oh, that's a, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now. If and if your next two picks are you two and Sabbath, you're getting the old eject button. <laughs> Never fear, Uncle Steve. I, um, the show you were talking about is Metal Evolution. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was a very good show. I liked it. Oh, it was it was incredible. Yeah, Great yeah. Oh yeah. What's the guy's name that hosted it? Do you remember? He's done a lot of things like that. He did the Rush, like Rush did a uh, video thing and he did took care of that. No, the name escapes me. Yeah. Okay. He was great though. Oh he, yeah. He was it was a great show. Oh yeah. Come on, doctor. What do you got? Start us off. It's got to be better than that. <laughs> uh, said, oh shit. Peace of Mind is a great I, album. I, I am Maiden's, no, I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> I, listen, Dio, Holy Diver. Um, Ooh. I didn't realize 1983 really was my breakout period in music. It really, this, a lot of the, these albums here really, I, I guess, made me really go after being a musician and stuff. I mean, some of this stuff, I mean, Holy Diver, the, the album, Rainbow in the Dark, that was a go-to song we used to play when I was freaking 14, 15, when I started in a rock band, you know, and uh, Straight to the Heart was another challenging song to play. But, uh, 
I always hated Dio because back then you'd watch, you know, you'd read Cream magazine and Ozzy always had it in for Dio. Ozzy never blamed himself for just being drunk and not being able to show up for work. But he used to hang the dwarf behind the drum set. And that was the symbolized Dio. Is and, that true? Uh, I never knew. Is that really true? Well, Ozzy can't come out and say that. Wow. <laughs> but that was the understanding. You know what you the know? dwarf's name was, right? No, what was it? Ronnie. All right. Oh. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, the, but regardless if he, in my mind back then, and Holy Diver, like I said, it wasn't immediate. I was 13 years old in 1983, so it wasn't immediate. Dio came to me years later, like two or three years later down the line. And I'll and every one of my picks, I'm going to say what was immediate, what got my you know attention, because some of these 13 years old, I didn't listen to Holy Diver until I was like 15. 16 and it's some but some of these albums i right away hit me right away so yeah holy diver is amazing and uh kudos to deal you're the dragon you're the light jump jump the tiger that's Whatever that's such a great so i'm glad you brought that up <laughs> is dio the first one to really start singing about the dragons and the you know that type of stuff or did maiden do it for who did it first maiden Ze doesn't really zeppelin this, really i guess right zeppelin yeah Zeppelin, yeah, well, they brought up Gollum, right? Of Zeppelin brought up Gollum, Gollum and the Evil One, right? So, uh, but but Dio even said he he he, you know, he was questioned on this, and in Black Sabbath, Giza Butler took the lyrics from him and says, "That's it. I'm, I have to. We have to worry about the brand. You're singing in abstract forms." And Dio used to brag about that. My 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 listeners are very intelligent. I leave it up to them to figure out what I'm singing about. <laughs> 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 whatever <laughs> whatever you know teacher's on come on Ern. what do you got oh i gotta tell you my compared to what they just two chose uh my choices are they're not rock at all i really went all pop with this uh and their choices are all better than mine by the way uh my number <laughs> five is um the name of the album is ninety thousand one hundred twenty five by yes I don't, uh, what's the, on the that album, record? Uh, the big hit was "Owner of a Lonely Heart," but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it's it's a really straight new wave. It's not what you think of when you hear the word "yes." Um, and this is the yes I was introduced to. I didn't know that '70s, uh, incredibly sophisticated, progressive, talented stuff. This was just all new wave songs. And this is my number five. And you're not well, gonna we, like my choice. We did uh we did that U sixty eight episode a while back. Owner of a Lonely Heart, I remember, was a big staple on that on that not the U sixty eight Power Hour, but in general, I remember Owner of a Lonely Heart was a big video. Very big video. Yeah. There's, there's even a better too, song too called, called a video. Leave It on that album that's even better than Owner of a Lonely Heart. But the album is really if you like New Wave, it's great. That that song had to get a lot of plays because that that that's everywhere you went, you heard that freaking song. I mean, what's a great song and it was overplayed so much I wanted to kill myself. I don't know yes that well, but I feel <laughs> like that's like, is that really like their only commercially successful, you know, charting song? I mean, obviously they were a great big band, but I would think so. I, I, I don't, so. Right. I mean, I know, you know, uh, Runabout and stuff like that, but I, I don't know um, Runaround, I mean, but I don't know a lot of the other stuff. I really don't. This it's, is the only album that you would like. You should keep it like that, Joey. It's yeah, good. I'm, I, I'm not putting yes on. Uh, I might put 
yes on before maiden still but i'm, I'm not i'm not going straight to yes later tonight wow i'm gonna give i'm gonna give ernie a big no exactly. <laughs> yes. all right i it's gonna get worse as we go by the way well, ernie if you were if you were telling it people uh that, that that's that's not hard enough mine's definitely not hard enough mine goes uh, even mine is strict pop or you know what yeah pop rock and roll whatever you want to call it well i smoke some flash dance some no, flash dance my, coming no, away. mine is much softer than yours <laughs> well <laughs> not if not if i can uh, help it the battle so, of the joe's softies <laughs> joe's a maniac on the floor no not that. yet that might that might be coming up later that's better than this record. oh no um I'm going to go, what a great record this is. And I feel like this band has been forgotten over the years. And I don't know why. Gotta go, Huey Lewis and the News, Sports. What what an incredible record. Yes, I'm so happy. God, yes. what, what a record this is. I mean, this is it. Uh, hard soul, harder rock and roll, just hit after hit after hit. The production, the quality, so many incredible songs on this record and just so pop friendly and radio friendly. Phenomenal record. I, I, I am so upset. Uh, I had a list of these albums and that one wasn't on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it would have been one of my top fives. But I, I believe I, it's 83, I unless I'm wrong. It is. Yeah, I Good. saw it on there. It is. Yeah, yeah I didn't see it on there. I, I, unbelievable. Unbelievable! You knocked my heaviest album off my list. Is now that's my that's my heaviest. <laughs> you sunk. I sunk your battleship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but am I right? I feel like over the years, all those big pop acts in the eighties went on to be recognized for years and years and years. I feel like Huey Lewis got was just forgotten. Uh, you, in a way, you, right? Huey Lewis and um. Whole notes. They were competing for the most hits as an artist. I mean, I, they had like next to the Beatles. They, they were both like throwing out these number one hits. I, I don't know. I mean, he had some. You know, I think he had some hearing problems, right? Correct. That put him out. I'm not sure. Yeah, he had, he's he's gone deaf or something like that in his ear. That's why he doesn't perform that much anymore. You know, so maybe that's part of it, but. Uh, as, as yeah, far but, as Revelant, I mean, but a band like like Hall and Oates is still looked at as this great songwriting duo, one of the greatest of all time. You don't hear people talk about Huey Lewis in the same breath as, you know, Hall and Oates and Journey and you know Lionel Richie and Brian Adams and all these you know, but Madonna, Cyndi Lauper, all these people. You don't hear Huey Lewis brought up. Could you stop throwing names out? Oh, sorry, Aaron. <laughs> I'll let it that out. Oh, I got nothing left. <laughs> All right. I mean, if it was, I think I'm winning. I, I think I'm winning uh, round one. What? What? No. Well, <laughs> he, he always says that no matter oh. what. <laughs> Ernie, what was the you name of the yes record again? Nine zero one two five. I think that was not a TV. Be, wasn't that yeah, a TV not, show? Nine zero two one zero. Wow, that's weird. Are you making this shit up again? I can't even imagine that's the right album name. Is it, Uncle Steve? Is it? That is the right album name. Nine oh two. I, I, I never owned it, but I do remember it. So, all right, Uncle, back to you. I do want to add that um, before I got into the, you know, you go through phases in music, and when you finally first heard hard rock, I wasn't five years old and going to Kiss concerts, but uh, 
Huey Lewis, that sports album is one that I had before I discovered all these other bands and it was a good album for sure. So now I think you will be familiar with my number two or number five, four, Uh four. I I like this already. It's a uh, album that came out obviously in 1983. Had an album cover with four guys. Oh God, I'm going to throw it. Is the word (laughs) up in this, in this uh, title? You're you're hot. You're hot. You're you're smoking hot. Come on, with... maybe it. <laughs> there you go. Wow, man, you you should be the demon instead of the <laughs> instead of the fox. Huh? Come on, say it. 1983's "Lick It Up" by apparently a band that uh, the monster does not like at all. Kiss, love them. <laughs> I've heard of this band, Uncle Steve. Tell me a little bit about them. Tell the people. Well. They started. This is their first album. They wore they wore makeup, whoa, face they, paint. Yeah, they did. Yeah, describe it to me. I don't understand what you mean. Uh, you don't have enough talent. You got to wear makeup. <laughs> uh, you know, but Lick It Up was a. That's closer to when I came in. Uh, I, I the first album I ever owned by Kiss was Animalized, and then the next two were Lick It Up and Creatures of the Night. So. I was kind of, when I got into Kiss, it was very odd because going back, I remember getting the first album and just being shocked at what it sounded like compared to those three. But to me on this album, you got, it opens with Exciter, which is awesome. Too bad that was never, I don't even know if that was ever played live by them. Maybe once on that tour, maybe. Yeah, Not For The Innocent is awesome. A Million To One is awesome. Uh, Young and Wasted, Fits Like A Glove, and On The Eighth Day. Oh, yes. Is a is whatever. <laughs> Tito, shut up. <laughs> we're, we're talking about a great band here. Are you sure that Kiss didn't play Exciter um, in Phoenix, November, like 1987? <laughs> shut up, Bernie. You can't do this. Yeah. With, you can the, only the do o- that with hockey. The only the only thing I agree with what uh, Uncle Steve just said was uh, when I got into Kiss, it was very odd. <laughs> that's the only that's the only statement i really agree with <laughs> after that so listen, uh, obviously that's an amazing pick uh, uh, you know i should have prefaced this whole conversation uh, as uh, i always do oh god obviously lick it up oh. it would be my number one pick from this year but i don't not put like I, I purposely don't put kiss stuff on my list because not, not they will like always this. be the number one Sure. Lick it up is a phenomenal. Goddamn! Goddamn! <laughs> all right. Any Sabbath, I'm telling you right now, I'm editing it out. Just, all, you, all you're gonna hear is this beep. If Dino came out with a, his own album and Ozzy had his own album in '83, there probably was nothing going on in Sabbath. Just so you know. Oh no, no, I I beg to differ. Oh, oh no! Oh Jesus! Don't you dare tell me there was an Ozzy, a Dio, and a Sabbath album this year. It was a Sabbath album in '83. I picked the wrong fucking year. <laughs> Uncle Steve, you're back on the board, baby. Back on the board in my good graces. Right now, you'll be welcome back. We'll see how you fare later on down the line. All right, Duke, what do you got? All right, uh, like I said before. There were certain albums that came out when I was 13 that immediately, as soon as it came out and hit, it changed my world. And uh, it helped. Well, I'm going to say it's police synchronicity. Yeah. And uh, I was 
in Jersey, not in Brooklyn, in Madison Place, when there was no cable. I was in Jersey at my grandma's house when this album hit, and MTV was big, and I got to see it all erupt, where no one else in Brooklyn got to see it. It was pretty amazing with the what cable did. And uh, Every Breath You Take, as already once said, King of Pain, Wrapped Around Your Finger, Murder by Numbers, and Synchronicity 2 was a great, one of my favorite uh, powerful songs. Uh, what do you say? I, I think this album's like killer. Just killer. You don't even have to be a police fan, I think, to appreciate it. Yeah, can't, can't argue this record. Mm. Um, obviously, it was one of, I can't imagine it wasn't one of the biggest records of the year, right? I know it was, I believe it was the number one record, right? Yeah, I, I I would put my money on it. And every breath, every breath you take, we already discussed this in a in a podcast. The most over, the most played song of all time. Hmm. Is that is this, is this true, or do we just spit out ran, random facts? Possible, possible. No, we facts? Did, we, we, I we, never we, do. Well, we visited this when we did love songs. And every well, breath you take. We br- you brought it up. I don't know. Did Ernie ever actually look this up for fact? Ernie, did you do your research? I have not, but I'm sure. It's one. It's one of the, the the biggest songs. I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine. And it and I, rightfully so. It's one of the best songs ever. I agree. And it's about a stalker. That's, that's yeah. the best thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that makes it better. Yeah. What What else is on this record, Tom? Tell me. Synchronicity, obviously. Uh, wrapped, around, wrapped around your finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Every little thing she does is magic. Is on this? No. No. The. Uh, King of Pain, wrapped around your finger is, I think, about Mickey Mouse and uh, Fantasia. Message in a bottle on this? No. Oh. <laughs> King of Pain. Oh, King of Pain, yeah. Yeah, King of Pain. But I, I believe King, uh, what we call wrapped around your finger is, uh, I'll be the apprentice, blah, blah, blah. That's about Fantasia and Mickey Mouse, the Disney film. Yeah, nice. Sting wrote a lot of, yes, wacky lyrics. Is King of Pain about Carlito? He come the pain. <laughs> I'm reloaded. <laughs> nice pick, Doc. Not bad. Not bad. All right, Ern. What do you got? I wanted to say one thing about Tommy's pick, though. If it were, we were doing best album sides instead of uh, side two of Think of Destiny, is probably the best album side. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Every breath you take, King of Pain, wrapped around your finger, and Murder by Numbers. All, that's the side two of that album. Yeah. Incredible. You know, that's a good podcast in the future. I'm just that's looking up uh, side one. So Synchronicity, Walking in Your Footsteps, Oh My God, Mother, Miss... Yeah, I don't know any of those songs. And then the whole second side, you're right. <laughs> Crazy. That'd be a good podcast down the road Best explore. Best one side of an album? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty cool. But you're supposed and we to make do our side one. You know? Quarter of the second side or first side. <laughs> Wait, so, what'd you say? Nothing. Anyway, so I was just talking out loud. What'd you say? You look nice tonight. You look nice tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the best. Come on, Ernie. What do you got? You know something you said before about Huey Lewis that it's like some they just got forgotten for some reason. This guy is even more in it. Um, Can't Slow Down by Lionel Richie. Ooh, I don't know if I know the record. What's on that record, Ernie? Uh, only eight songs on it, and all night long, Penny Lover stuck on you, running with the night, and the incredible hello. That's yeah, it's a pretty. God, eighty three is a freaking great year, huh? 
All of these, I mean, obviously that's why we do the 80s years first. We're going through all the 80s. God, what great music. And I know we're dated and those are the years we grew up and those are, you know, early teen years and stuff like that. But holy shit. Yeah. All right. Did you, you did it immediately at 13. Now, when when did you get into that? I got to say about probably about 13. Matter of fact, Joey said said how great it was that year. I'm going to call my parents later and thank them. (laughs) <laughs> you notice that the pop songs the pop albums that are really good that we're naming were immediate to us where heavy metal was kept in the back burners it wasn't up front as it was in the later yeah. years you well, know what i mean but it's got to be because the pop records were on radio, radio. right right yeah, exactly we didn't you know exactly. the only way you were hearing dio is if you had an older brother or sister or your right. f- or friends that heard it you weren't hearing mm-hmm. Dio on the radio, and we didn't have cable. We didn't have MTV yet or anything. Right. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I, I love me some Lionel Richie. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> no, I'm oh, no. What? Hello? What? Uh, <laughs> Ernie, is it, is it me you're looking for? <laughs> Not anymore after that. Oh. Um, all right. So I got to go. My number four. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? I can, yeah, I don't. I don't know if the song would have been quite as a hit. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, is that the blind girl when she makes the, the terrible yeah. sculpt? That thing's a nightmare. Oh, that thing is terrible. How did they let that go in the video? His head is like this big. It's it's like so wide. It looks awful. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that video. Jesus Christ. I don't know how they let that actually air. They couldn't get a better sculpt than that. <laughs> Jesus. I don't I I would say what I think it looks like, but then it'll it'll sound it'll come out the wrong way, but I won't. All right. My number four. One of my favorite bands of all time, and this is a great record. This is I mean, I don't know, it's not their biggest record, obviously, but it's it has some crazy songs on it gotta go journey frontiers separate ways faithfully send her my love so i mean what a great record and this is i don't know this if this i guess escape is really this the album that they really turned pop right ernie yeah the escape was the big album right but this you know once open arms open arms was on escape right yeah. Once Open Arms was their first super pop song, if I if I remember correctly, and Neil <clears throat> Sean didn't want to do it. And once it became a big hit, then of course Faithfully is okay and so on and so forth. But I mean, this record is is so, so good. But this is one of the bands, like like Tommy said, even though it's more of the pop band, I wasn't into Journey as a kid. I was not in I didn't know about Journey. I knew Open Arms. I knew the I knew the big the big songs and stuff, but I didn't know Journey like I know, like I learned about Journey over over the, the you know the last even 10, 15 years. I wasn't a Journey fan growing up. What about you guys? The greatest hits is really um, oh, it's incredible. Had that CD. Yeah, so I mean, separate ways. The the, the him killing the e the e string <laughs> sounded so cool. I mean, it was heavy metal to me. So separate ways really. Got my attention, you know that bomb, 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 bomb. Right, but it was great. It was awesome. 
Um, no, I was not into uh, Journey to the later, later years. What about you, Uncle? Until I fell in love. <laughs> and uh, experienced love. <laughs> I remember hearing Journey's, I mean, they're on the radio. They, they're on the, they're staples on the radio. But I remember hearing a live concert on, uh, there's, a, there's a show that they always record concerts on and they would play them on the radio at times. I can't remember what it's called. But uh, I remember hearing a concert and they played this song. Uh, oh, shoot. I was just singing it in my head. Uh, Wheel in the sky. Oh God, of course. Mm -hmm. But it was a faster. It was like they were. They had sped it up a lot. Yeah. And it was. I thought that was so cool. But I never have been a huge fan. But I mean, you can't deny their hits and the sound they no. have. And Neil Sean mm -hmm. is like supposed to be a virtuoso on guitar too. He's a great guitar player. Yeah. But again, yeah. as great as he was, and he fought. You know, he fought Steve Perry, and then when they got Jonathan Cain to do, <clears throat> I guess when Jonathan Cain came in, they started writing all the ballads and stuff. Neil Sean fought all that that stuff. Yeah. He wanted to stay rock, and now you know. Now what is he doing? He's out there playing without Steve Perry. And what do they do? They do all you know the the commercial singles. <laughs> That's their set yeah. list. And how can you blame them? I mean, I think "Don't Stop Believing" they said is the most downloaded song of all time, right? Uh, it's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be by now. Are we making facts up again? Yeah, we. That's what we do. Here. <laughs> okay. Who the hell is going to check us? <laughs> Uncle Steve. Yes, sir. If you put a J on your shirt, you have a journey shirt. Oh. Hey, there you go. Very well, nicely but, done. But, but their artwork didn't look like this. <laughs> God, that would have been a great journey cover. How good would that <laughs> album cover be? <laughs> That's funny. The, the album cover would have been so popular they would have renamed the band Ernie. You know what? That might I might have to put that on social media tomorrow. We'll, we'll mock up uh, the greatest, the journey greatest hits or the the journey frontiers album cover with the, with like that weird alien face, and we'll make it Ernie Journey. Oh, so good, great, great. You know, real, right. to tie up to tie what you said back to Kiss though about what Neil Sean fighting. You know, Gene and Paul famously didn't want Beth on Destroyer, of course, yeah. And look what happened to it; saved their album. So, yep. Let, so you're trying to say Kiss is what really started that whole movement? I get, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like it. Come um, on, Uncle Steve, back to you, number three. Okay, I don't know. I've never heard any of you guys mention this guy on your podcast before, but it's another guy who uh, wears some makeup on his face. Uh, Alice Cooper. Oh, whoa, Dada. Yes, Dada. <laughs> Very underrated not well known by most people at all but it's it's he was recorded in what he calls his blackout years he says he has no recollection whatsoever of even recording the album which i find very very I, i'm like the gene i guess i'm the gene simmons of this podcast here that we're doing because i'm this you know i'm the non-alcoholic drinking kind of dude but whoa 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 what are you trying to say no, no, no. I'm, I don't drink alcohol a lot. Are you, are you trying to say any of us on this podcast drink? Tommy? Anyone? Uh, there's, only, there's only one of y'all I think drinks <laughs> a little bit. Well, I'll, I'll say, what, <laughs> whenever I asked you earlier, I said, hey, is the monster going to be on? And you and I can't remember what you said. You said, I have to see if he's still uh, awake or still not awake. Conscious. Conscious. <laughs> But um, I find it amazing to think that the guy could have said he recorded two or three albums and doesn't remember any of it whatsoever. He's never played any of these songs live at all, but it's, it's like a 
Ernie, you must be familiar with it. So would you would you call this a, like kind of a concept album? Yeah, um, I think it's based on his his own father. Yeah, um, I, what he went through. Yeah, there's uh, but there's there's some great songs, and I'll tell you one of the best guitar. Good, <laughs> I got the doctor's attention here. He's very upset right now. <laughs> um, it was a joke. It's a joke. Don't worry, if we ask him three years from now, he won't remember recording any anyway, of these podcasts. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> this, is, is this his blackout? This will be his blackout. They're being sarcastic. They 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 all drink heavily. They're doing the sarcastic sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but in my personal opinion, one of the best guitar solos you'll ever hear is on a song called "Pass the Gun Around." That's my favorite song on the album. Yes, majestic. It's a, it's a phenomenal song, and to think that you wrote a song and, and did a song that great, and you don't even remember ever recording at all crazy that's such an anti-drinking song like the most anti-drinking song i ever heard yeah yeah he, he says he, he's talking about waking up in a hotel room with a girl he doesn't remember how he got there and someone's banging on the door trying to get in he said he wishes he was dead yep awesome awesome wow. hopefully, hopefully i won't remember this podcast after we're done. <laughs> keep drinking tito's and protein milk you won't remember anything <laughs> Uncle Steve, I'm a huge Alice Cooper fan. Excellent, yeah, excellent. I yeah. I love the Dead. I love the Dead too. I love the Dead. <laughs> I don't know much Alice. I wish I wish I just everything I've heard by him. I, I like. I just I don't know him that well. I I got to dive into that. Why haven't you ever turned me on to Alice before, Ernie? I think I've tried. It did, Joey, it didn't actually, take? being a drummer, Joey, you'll appreciate. You're probably an Eric Singer fan. So of course Eric Singer Eric Singer played on two or three Alice Cooper albums in the yep. mid 90s. Yep, so. yep. Yeah, we I played well, I a couple of shows with thing. Alice with Eric when, when Eric goes on. Yep. But who was who cool. was uh Alice's drummer like back in the 70s? Who was any anyone anyone big in his band back then? Uh Animal. From the Muppets? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I so. said, I'm Steve, sure. we just spit facts out. We know what we're talking we, we about. We need a fact check. We need a fact check. Blabbermouth tomorrow is going to have a have a post. Uh, Muppet revealed as Alice Cooper's drummer in the late seventies. <laughs> the secret was hidden. Yeah, watch me get sued. <laughs> Come on, Doc. Back to you. What do you got? Okay, uh, one of the greatest albums, in my opinion. Um, I'm sticking to. I don't know if you guys are or not. Uh, I'm sticking to like albums that influenced me. That's what I'm. That's what I'm, I've been going with. Not necessarily the best, you know. Well, we say, um, but, but we say that every week. Listen, best. Yeah. So anyway, anytime I use the word best, it means my favorite, which I consider. Right. Guess what? The best. Yeah. So once again, next to police, uh, it's Def Leppard Pyromania. I mean, it it was mind blowing on MTV. And like I said, the album itself on the radio was one thing. But that summer, my you know, my grandmother's house on MTV with the I think they had the battle, the the videos, and my God, Def Leppard was up there for almost the whole summer with their uh, videos. And uh, I mean, rock, rock, photograph, too late to fall in love, full, full in rock of ages. It, it's just a freaking amazing, amazing album, you know. And uh, immediately, immediately influenced me. Yeah, back then. Yeah, incredible. You know, to me, maybe the first pop metal record that came out. I think this is what started it. You know, people could, yeah, people maybe could argue Van Halen stuff maybe first, but 
I think this is the album that started all of the hair metal, pop metal, if you want to call it, movement. Commercial metal, whatever the hell you want to call it. I agree. I agree. You know, I mean, Ice Cream Man by Van Halen wasn't like a pop metal. It wasn't being played on the radio. These no, were but when, when I These say like hits. Van Halen, I, I always consider Van Halen starting like that happy party metal, right. party rock, parties, you know, always everything is about a good time and having yeah. fun and drinking and, and partying. I think Van Halen started that, but then Pyromania, I feel like started the commercial yeah. success of, even though obviously uh, Quiet Riot, maybe the same year, I think, but Quiet Riot had the number one album first, but yes. Pyromania just seems like to me that that pushed the limits for the bon, later on the Bon Jovi's and the Poisons I, I agree and the Cinderella's. With you. I agree with you. I don't think Van Halen approached that until uh, 1984, the album Agreed. Jump. Yep. That's when we hit that that level of pop success. You know? I think Van Halen did not have let any ACDC <clears throat> influence in their music, but Def Leppard ACDC was creeping in there a little bit. Well, especially early Def Leppard, right? Yeah. Well, even yeah. Pyromania right here, um, the rock, rock till you drop that. Sure. No, 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 no. Just that, that twangy um, country is. But that's why, but you, what you see is after Pyromania, like the hits on Pyromania, Rock of Ages, especially Photograph, Foolin', that's the stuff that took and became hits. And then you see on Hysteria and then the metal movement, the commercial metal movement, that's the area they went. They got away from the ACDC guitar driven stuff and they went more of the, you know, commercially successful type type of uh, radio friendly, if you will, hits. Right. Up until that point, everyone was doing like Bad Kiss. Whoa, whoa. Well, everything is everything but the real kiss is Bad Kiss. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is that the album of Salem? <laughs> Come on, Ernie. Where are you? She's so unusual. Oh, Cindy, Cindy Lauper. Great record. <laughs> uh, you got 10 songs in it. And I, I'm just going to name a couple to show you like the, how, how there's no filler. Money changes everything all through the night. When you were mine, she bop. And then after that, you got time after time and girls just want to have fun. And there's only, there's only three songs left. Uh, it's only 10 song album. Incredible. Incredible. Agreed. Amazing. Also, I feel obviously she's remembered for those years, but I feel a little forgotten after all this time. Like Madonna stayed relevant, you know, Janet Jackson, all these other pop girl singers from the 80s. Cindy Lauper really didn't cross over, right? I know she did the Broadway show and stuff, but I feel like she's so unusual, didn't stand the test of time where it should have. She stopped having hits. The others kept having hits. Yeah, you're right, I guess. Didn't that album really break out though? Whenever they got the dance scene for Napoleon Dynamite with Time After Time, isn't that about? Uh, it... Well, well, that was a, a more of a resurgence. But yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> well, even even more so. I mean, I obviously I was a big, wrestling, <laughs> a big wrestling fan. Cindy Lauper's "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." If you remember, Captain Lou Albano yeah. is in that video, and that started. It, it, people don't even re remember that started the first WrestleMania. That's yeah. how the rock and wrestling connection started with Hogan fighting Piper with 
Cindy Lauper in his corner and all that stuff. That's how the whole WrestleMania Ozzie, one started. Ozzy and, and the British Bulldogs. <laughs> I think it was Alice go. Cooper with Alice Cooper was in one of the WrestleManias too. I think with Jake the Snake. Yeah, he was. But Oi. <laughs> and and Kiss had a wrestler once, right? The demon. Yeah, the, the demon. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just facts. That's that's the new name of the show. Just facts. <laughs> All right. Rubber bands, rubber bands in the beard. <laughs> oh, the, how cool is that? Come on, he had rubber bands sticking out of his face. <laughs> but the but the whole storyline behind that was. He's just he just plays Cindy Lauper's father in the video, but he went on like WWF television and told everyone he's Cindy Lauper's manager. He discovered Cindy Lauper. I mean, it was obviously all all ridiculous. And Cindy Lauper wound up coming on wrestling and was like, "This fat idiot didn't discover me." You know, he's just an actor in the video, and that's what it sparked the whole WrestleMania, and it really is, contributes to all of the popularity. Of wrestling in the 80s and people forget that that cindy lopper really started that with a stupid yep. with stupid video yeah all Absolutely. right where am i number i don't wait well hold on a second don't forget about true colors not only she never wrote oh, another hitting that's a good true point colors is one of the most beautiful that's songs true. ever written but go ahead is that her next album tom i don't think so it might be the second i don't know i'm gonna be quiet I might be fact-checked. Uh, since, yes, since when do we fact-check? Come on. Who cares? All right, all right. So in the vein of Ernie, yes, it was the second album. <laughs> he also had a top 10 hit from the Goonies. Yeah. Oh, uh, Good Enough? What is it yeah. called? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's no. a good song, too. I forgot she did that. But that wasn't on an, one of her records? That was the Goonies soundtrack? I think it was never on an album. Yeah. God, what a great, what a great movie that was, huh? Speaking of... Good movies. You like that transition? Yeah, you guys. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of, we got to have Dave on one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of, you ruined my fucking transition. Speaking of great movies. Uh-oh. Oh, God, this is a good movie. It's still such a great movie. I get pumped up. It's obviously not as good as Rocky pumping me up, but it's, 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 it's up there. I got to go the Flashdance soundtrack. The doctor spoiled it before. I figured no one was going to pick this. Oh, my God. It's so good. I knew it. I, knew it. I mean, what a feeling. He's a dream maniac. In my mind, Gloria is on the soundtrack, too, even though it's technically not. I put it on there in my head anyway. It's on there. Um, God, what a you phenomenal movie. But, what would you say? You can put anything on your head if you want. I put it on my head anyway. <laughs> Listen, like I said, just the facts, baby. Gloria what is on. What does that mean? You put it on. I don't even know what that means. Put it on my head. No. I, said, I, put, I didn't say put it on my head. I said I put it on the album anyway. I understand what you're saying. I'm saying it's ridiculous. Roll, roll, roll your boat. Roll, roll, roll your boat. Put it on my head. And a man in my position cannot afford to be made to look ridiculous. 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 Oh, man, you can't do this. All right, Steve, we're obviously uh, we're, we're, we're running off the tracks here a little. <laughs> I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying <laughs> technical difficulties. But, uh, <laughs> technical difficulties. <laughs> like uh, Monty Python. <laughs> we just need to freeze the frame. Two seconds, let it go. Back. Steve, you started the podcast off by saying how you want all rock and metal stuff. Doesn't get any heavier than Flashdance soundtrack, baby. I feel better on my choices now. 
<laughs> is this really not on anyone's radar? Nobody likes this this soundtrack. No, I love it. I love the movie. I love everything about it. I, I just couldn't bring myself. It wasn't something that, with with everything that was going on in 1983, it just wasn't. Um, I mean, I got another. 10 songs, 10 albums I would put up there besides Flashdance. It didn't change my world. You will be extremely <laughs> disappointed in me. You will be extremely disappointed in me if you know what I bumped out of my list to get Flashdance in there. I'm assuming it's going to be on one of yours later, but you'll be extremely I just, upset. I, I just put it, you on your, oh, on your jump stool. Oh, on your jump stool like this. <laughs> with the water hitting you. Oh, God. Oh, you know what? That What a great idea. I would love to reenact that. <laughs> That'd be great. Don't have solo. Be, great. <laughs> be so good. <laughs> or better yet, Ernie, I wouldn't mind seeing you reenact that in karaoke one night. Do what? The whole flash dance uh, oh. scene when the water falls on her when she's in the dancing with the chair. That's cool. I, I there's, like a, that. there's a good video with Ozzy Osbourne re reenacting the dance. Oh, you ever saw it? Everything goes back. See this? See what I deal with, Steve? Right back to that moron, Ozzy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll, be, we'll be hearing from him shortly, I believe. Oh, God. I believe. Ernie, I believe so. All right. The doctor's making a house call. <clears throat> Steve, don't disappoint me. Don't disappoint me. Back to you, number two. Disappoint him. Uh, you like it. Hit him in the nuts. I think the monster, and uh, I hate to say this. Oh, I don't hate to say this. <laughs> But speaking of Ozzy Osbourne, yep. <laughs> he put out, yes, sir. He put out an album in 1983 called Ernie. <laughs> Bark at the moon, baby. So <laughs> that's no moon. <laughs> Bark that's, at the Death Star. <laughs> that's a faith that's station. That's no moon, yeah. <laughs> go ahead tell us about <laughs> well this this is i don't know if you guys did this when you were younger but i used to the way we used to get albums when we were at least when i was younger is you would go to the columbia house little thing and you'd order 13 albums and especially starting out as a music fan and i didn't even know what to order you're just looking through that. You know, I've seen this in Hit Parader or Circus, and but Bark at the Moon is definitely one of the ones that I ordered, and it, it's an album that you know I was in junior high school, and the songs, you know, Bark at the Moon, You're No Different, Rock and Roll Rebel, Slow Down, Waiting for Darkness, it's it's a great it's a great album, and it was the first album with Jakey e. Lee. That riff, the, the opening riff on that album, that's something Ozzy did on Blizzard of Oz with I Don't Know, Over the Mountain with on Diary, this album, you know, and then even the riff on The Ultimate Sin is just super heavy. It's not quite in the same vein, but to introduce your new guitar player <laughs> with Bark at the Moon with that riff and not the solo in the song, the solo that ends the song is iconic. It's and then the video. He's bringing me to tears. He's bringing me yeah, to tears. Yeah, listen, as, as much as I want to badmouth it, I really don't know the record, but I, I mentioned this even on last last uh, week's podcast with the riffs. Big Jakey e. Lee fan. I love yeah. Jake. Loved his riffs. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like the Ultimate Sin record just because of Jake. I sure. don't dislike Ozzy's songs. 
I say it all the time. I don't even dislike, I really don't even dislike Sabbath songs. I dislike Ozzy's voice. It's, well, it's, yeah. it's just, it just, there's nothing appealing about it to me at all. Melodically and tone wise, but the song so wise. Uncle Mike, Uncle Mike, continue. Uh, there's not Uncle Mike, that's Uncle Steve. No, Uncle Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Mike, continue. Now, oh, uh, that might be the opening of the show right there. I'm in love with him, I'm in love with him now, Mike. This. <laughs> Googly eyed. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, that is, um, it's an album that if I'm ranking Ozzy albums, even the, or even guitar players, I, I, I mean, you can't deny Randy Rhodes and what a phenomenal guitar player was, but because of when I got this album and when it hit me and some of these lyrics, you know, like rock and roll, being a rebel and, and you're no different. It was kind of like, you know, being called out in junior high as an unpopular kid, man, that stuff really like it resonates with me now. I mean, if I, hear those songs now it takes me back and really the same with lick it up lick it up takes me back but you know i was into bark of the moon before lick it up even i think so well but those are sound those sound like some great lyrics ozzy wrote oh wait a second he didn't ozzy, write ozzy doesn't write the lyrics <laughs> um yeah those are bob daisley yeah who he's anyway. didn't he screw out of all the publishing too right am i right am i wrong you're not wrong. only the facts he got it eventually. It just took him about 30 years. <laughs> well, so Vinny, I, Vin, I don't think Vinny Vincent ever got his due on Lick It Up, so I think We know how Gene and Paul treated Chris and Ace, right? I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> anyway, I uh, that was my number one. Um, mm. it, was, it was big deal because Randy Rhodes had passed, and I was mm. just a kid. And there was a, a really dark time where no one knew. You had shout at the devil, speak of the devil, excuse me. Speak of the um, devil. Where, where, uh, where Brad Gillis stepped in and Ozzy was uh, obligated to play the Sabbath um, tribute album, which he didn't want to do. So everything was up in the air. No one knew what was going to happen. And it, was, and it was amazing. Like you said, when you hear those first chords of Bark at the Moon, it was in tradition of the past two albums and how it starts off. Yeah. And uh, listen, Bob Daisley, I, I I don't like the way Ozzy treated him at all. Bob Daisley has been there from day one. Yeah. Um, he's amazing. The album is pretty cool because Tommy Aldridge is on it, but Carmine Apiece was the one who replaced him, and he's actually playing on the album. You know, but Tommy Aldridge is the face on the album. Uh, no, no. Tommy Aldridge does play on the album. No, Carmine Apiece came in and replaced him. He replaced him on the tour. No, we placed them on the album. On the album. Just the facts. Uncle Mike, oh. just the facts. Oh, Mike. <laughs> no, I know that. Tom on a piece, actually, they, at last minute, they shook in the whole production of the drums, and they brought Tom on a piece to come in, and he, he's on the album. He's actually on the album. And Rudy Sarzo and Tommy Aldridge actually were up, leading up to that point, Diary, Diary of Madman tour and so forth. Yep. But we can fact check that one, but I'm, I am 100% positive on that one. Hey, I and, got a bit of trivia about this. Oh, I'm, used to, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I was going to point out there's, um, there's a piece of trip um, on the Balk, Balk of the Moon album. One of the songs is about Bob Daisley's paycheck, you know. Now you see it, now you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Ernie comes to looking Dr. Guzzling the Milk. <laughs> God, that... 
There's no way you're not getting sick after whatever the hell you're drinking. How could you be drinking protein milk with Tito's vodka? You just, it's not possible. <laughs> fill one more. Do Fill one more up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And also, the, the uh, So Tired video, we can't forget, where the, the mirror exploded and Ozzy was flown via Concord to a, a, a undisclosed location. That's what we knew, that glass went in his throat during the, the recording of the video. So there was a lot of there was a lot of um, cool shit and a lot of mystique about that album, and that uh, was pretty cool. Ernie is so tired uh, not, about the the guy from uh, Cooper's Nest. Go ahead. What <laughs> is so tired about the character in Cooper's Nest? What's his name? Oh, Mancini. Uh, uh, Mancini. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> so tired. So tired. For Christ's sakes, take a nap. <laughs> I think he just told him, for Christ sit down. <laughs> right, <laughs> he would walk around. I'm t- tired, so tired. <laughs> no. All right, yes, Uncle, Uncle Steve. Unfortunately, either way, we're not going to have you back after that pick. But moving on, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor. What do you got? Number two. All right, uh, I got Billy Joel, Innocent Man, and I have to be honest with you, this is not some some the music on this album. He he went back, he took it back to his roots, this album, uh, to the 50s, doo-wop stuff. So if I wasn't into Billy up to this point, this is probably an album I would not have bought. I, I happen to be into Billy up to this point, really into him. And uh, But I listened to the songs. I mean, An Innocent Man, obviously, and Easy Money, The Night, uh, Tell Her About It, The Longest Time, Uptown Girl, Careless Talk. I... I I love Billy. He's one of my favorite artists of all time. But this one particular album by Billy Joel, probably I wouldn't have bought it if I wasn't already into him because it was way back 50s type. Tell her about it was not my thing when I was listening to heavy metal at the time, you know? (laughs) So, uh, yeah, uh, but I still love the album. But like I said, if I wasn't already a Billy Joel fan, probably never would have loved it as much. Yeah, it, I'm so glad you picked this record. This is actually the album that Flashdance bumped. And it's almost for what the reason you said. So I've I've revealed many times that you two, mainly you, Doctor, you got me into Billy Joel. I was not a Billy Joel fan growing up. If if I did know any songs, it was probably the songs off of this record. I knew some of the songs off of this record because they right. were very, you know, there were hits on the radio and stuff like that. But I was not a big Billy Joel fan growing up. Looking back, of course, I love this record. Is it one of my favorites by Billy? By all means, no. But if it if this impacted me when I when I first heard it, the way Flashdance did, it would be on my list because it's just as good an album, if not better. But Flashdance, the reason why I bumped it, had way bigger impact when I first saw that movie and heard the soundtrack. Where Innocent Man, I didn't even know it existed back then, really. Right, right, and like I said, I. I didn't get to Innocent Man probably until I was like 15, 16 years old. Yeah. Maybe. Not late. You know? It wasn't like an immediate thing to me in 83. Ernie, what do you got on this album? You like this record? It's still coming up on my list, so I can't I don't want to mention it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uncle Frank, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
I've never I've never been a big Billy Joel fan, but I mean, I definitely respect what he does. And there's a lot of like all the hits that he names. I mean, I recognize them all and I, I enjoyed them. So. Yeah, again, it's yeah, obviously dude. just the number, the songs you named on it. You can't deny the, the popularity yeah. of this record, yeah. right? The only the only song on this album, if I was going to turn someone on to Billy Joel, would be An Innocent Man. And that's where it would end because everything else is kind of like 50s feel, doo wop -ish. You know. Yeah, <laughs> but it's... But it's, it's, no, it's awesome. I, but I, I like it because it, it is a little different for him. So I like bands, you know, again, not to always bring up Kiss, but Kiss has so many different sounding records. I don't want all the same Billy Joe record. I like that there's totally different sounding records. <clears throat> but that's that's one of the reasons why not to bring up Ozzy to cancel out you, not to bring up Kiss. <laughs> but that's the reason why Ozzy stopped bringing Zach back on board and to bring another guitarist in. Right. Not, no, you know, no harm to, you know, he didn't want to offend Zach, but he just wanted a different sound. Sure. You know, go for something new, new. And it's, that's a pretty good approach. And I think Kiss has uh, been pretty popular doing that same thing. If I remember correctly, too, that's really why you threw DeVito out of Playground back in the day, too. Isn't that what you said? I don't recall throwing him out. I remember all you guys building him up, giving him ice cream and cake when we had a meeting prior to, and you guys sat there and watched him, you know what was going to happen to him. It was like feeding, like before you put your dog down, you give him a nice big steak. That's, that's, that's kind of what it reminded me. It, well, it was we, a mafia hit. We gave him the steak, and, and you and you had the shotgun. Yeah, I had the, I had the heart. I had the heart because I couldn't watch you guys sit there and fucking build them out before the accident. That's why. Well, we're nice, and you you, have, you don't have a heart. That's the difference. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> Poor DeVito. Brian, if you're listening to this, we love you. We didn't want you out. It was old Tommy. Moving on. <laughs> Schnapps. Uh, uh, Ernie, what do you got? Uh, it was mentioned earlier by Mr. Casada. Um, sports by Huey Lewis in the News. Oh, beautiful. Uh, oh, that means I know Ernie's won. Yeah, it was just mentioned about two minutes ago. Yes. Uh, but come on, with, with sports, um, if this is it, I want a new drug. I got heart and soul, the heart of rock and roll. Uh, it's it's almost a perfect album. Even the songs that weren't hits, Bad is Bad and Finally yeah. Found a Home, Walking on a Thin Line. It's it's one of the first albums I ever liked as an album. I was at the perfect age when this album came out. I couldn't agree more. I mean, again, what a what a phenomenal record. I don't know if I was that into it the year it came out, but I think as I think it, I didn't even know about the record. Again, records back then, especially pop records, I was more into rock records and Kiss and stuff like that. But pop records, I don't know if I was really into full records. I was into the songs because I heard them on the radio. I, I mean, I owned sports, but I don't know if I owned sports in '83. I'm not sure. I, I, I wanted to say it earlier, but uh, because Pyromania and uh, and uh, uh, Synchronicity, that album dominated the MTV, the cable network, you know, that whole one yeah. it was released. It was those three albums. I mean, the videos were nonstop. And I'm really upset that it, that it was off my radar. But what a great, great album. And the videos were just as great. I mean, they were amazing. And like I said, I was watching it real time in Jersey, and it was amazing. It really was. Yep, great pick, Ern. I think it's interesting that I want a new drug it's kind of disappeared. It's such a great song, and you never hear it anywhere. And I think yeah. 
it might be the word drug in the title that might screw things up. Maybe, Maybe. New, new drugs might be offended by the old drugs. <laughs> you have to change the title. The old drugs put the, the like they blacklisted it. Yeah, they, they got you know offended. Oh, you I want an old drug. <laughs> <laughs> Top five, just the facts, baby. Get high on a new thing. <laughs> oh well. Can't uh, say that. <laughs> all right, my number two. I can't believe this is not on anyone's list yet. Madonna. My my favorite record by this band. Some people would say the record before this. I gotta go. Shout at the devil, Motley Crue. God, I My mean, honorable. it's, I, listen, I love Too Fast for Love, but just like we've been discussing the whole time, the best part about this podcast is reminiscing about our childhood and remembering the events that, you know, triggered these, you know, moments and, you know, a song that triggered a, a memory and so on and so forth. I wasn't, Too Fast for Love was not on my radar back then. I don't even think I knew Too Fast for Love until Girls, Girls, Girls came out. Then I went oh, back wow. and then I went back for Too Fast for Love. Shout yeah, out the were, devil. You were eight years old when this came out. You're right. Shout out the devil. <laughs> you're actually, you're right. I'm, I was eight. <laughs> Shout out the oh, devil. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out the devil. When that came out, that I knew right away. I remember hearing it, the, the cover with the pentagram and just the look of crew at the back of the album. I, ha I bought it immediately as soon as it came out. The, uh, the videos, U68, uh, you know the post-war apocalyptic videos of all like you know, the, the ruins and you know motley crew fighting all the different characters in the videos much like the lick it up videos dude if you yeah. remember they robbed oh, yeah. they definitely stole those but uh just a great record this is my favorite crew <laughs> record too fast um too young to fall in love tech 10 seconds to love looks that kill ernie was one of my my top riffs of all time last week just a great record across the board in the beginning, Joey Casado was not aware of the first <laughs> Motley Crue album. But in yeah. time, he had discovered. <laughs> and I remember, like, even when I first heard Too Fast for Love, I, I didn't like it at first. It was too punky. Vince's, Vince's voice was a, a too far yeah, the, 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 the other way. The production, the production yeah. is horrible. It, it took but, but, me a little while to appreciate it. it. The same token, you know? yep. you're, no, you're, and that's why I appreciate it now, but when I first heard it, like I said, I knew, I think Girls, Girls, Girls was out and I knew Wild Side and Girls, Girls, Girls with the big pop production. When I heard Too Fast for Love, I was like, ah, merry go round and round, merry go round. <laughs> and I was like, ah, I don't know if I like this. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I like it anymore after you sang it. <laughs> that was my interpretation. That was Ozzy singing merry go round and round. Want to ruin any other songs for me? <laughs> <coughs> all right sorry hold on hold whoa. on what would we whoa, whoa. The devil. yes talk to me I, I didn't like it but i have to say one of my favorite top 20 heavy metal songs of all time too young the fall in love is on it so good uh i love that freaking song i love the middle part always did when everything drops out at the solo and it goes right back into the the offbeat and, and uh shout out the devil <clears throat> It's on my honorable mention. So it, it, it made the list. And that was the uh, first concert I ever saw. That was Balk at the Moon and Motley Crue Ooh. opening up for Ozzy Osbourne, Shout the Devil, and NASA Coliseum. And I was 14 years old. And Tell it was me, amazing. I want to know the truth. Mm -hmm. Who was better that night? 
well, Molly Crew was shot because he came really, he wasn't singing that night, he was screaming, bah, bah, bah. you know, it was like, it, listen, I was at a Ozzy, I was there to see Ozzy. So Ozzy could have came out, fell off stage and went unconscious. I would have said that was the greatest Ozzy performance I've ever seen. Wait, <laughs> did, did, like, he, did he actually then, do that? Know? Did he do that? I, I bet no, it was either that we, night we, or the we, night we, after. We leave that to Steven Tyler. <laughs> but anyway, but uh, no, I, it was amazing. But it was the aftermath outside in the parking lot. The cars overturned and fires. And was, oh, wow. <laughs> Why, wait, where'd you see them? Nassau? Yeah, Nassau Coliseum. My so first why, concert. Why was all that stuff happening in the parking lot? Just not people being mad, just kind of having fun? <laughs> what do you sound like, church lady? That's what heavy metal kids did back then. <laughs> no, they but I mean, it wasn't a riot. I, I don't like, understand. I don't understand it. Why? Why the loud music and why you setting fires? They they were trying to reenact know. the Motley Crue videos. They were trying to make it look outside like the Motley Crue videos. <laughs> I don't know. This is a thirteen year old, fourteen year old scared kid. Great concert, my brother in law and me, and then left and then when we were walking out i was like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> and you were hooked forever yep yeah yep i i just got reminded of another example of tommy's bullying uh -oh. you know the lyric um is like dynamite that lyric uh, yes tommy would always spit on purpose <laughs> <laughs> show me what would he used to do what do you do they say your love is like uh, I can't remember the, it was like dynamite. dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know you remember it, Tom. <laughs> Where a true hide? monster. What a monster. Do you remember that? <laughs> a monster. I, 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 I don't recall. I don't recall. I don't recall. <laughs> Ten years from now, we're going to be doing the podcast. Tommy's going to have the insure. With Tito's. <laughs> what do you have tonight, Tom? A little sure and Tito's. Uh, hopefully a little longer than this. I'll be on my deathbed. And my last my last thing, my last words out of my breath is tell Ernie Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> my last my last dying, my last dying word. Ernie, come in a little closer. A little closer. <laughs> no, this, this time it's gonna be Dynamite. <sighs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ernie, I do not recall that, Ernie. Oh, Sorry. Disgusting. Okay. A true. See what we have to deal with, Uncle Frank. <laughs> That's Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob. Yeah. All right. We're, oh, we're at our number ones. All right, yeah. Uncle Sylvester. Here we go. I'm gonna make, let me recap what we got here for you. We got number five, Peace of Mind, Iron Maiden. Number yes. four, Lick It Up. By Kiss. What a great record. Number three, Dada, Alice Cooper. Number two, <sighs> Barkas and Ozzy Osbourne. Two good and your stuff. number one record, 1983, is? This is my favorite album by this band. A lot of people like the album before it, but my favorite album is Shout Out the Devil by yes. Motley Crue. <laughs> so, you stole my number one. You sank my battleship. <laughs> Very nice. Nicely done, sir. Yeah. So I was gonna throw. I was gonna say it was gonna be uh, the soundtrack for the Empire Strikes Back, but uh, no. Return no, of the Jedi. That, I was gonna say. Oh, Return of the be. Jedi. That's it. That's Disgrace. it. Grace. 
Of course, Empire's but, um, 80. You know, of these five bands, the Motley Crue is my least favorite. I I like Shout of the Devil, and I like the album they did with John Karabi, the self-titled one, without Vince. Really good. But I like all the other artists better, but when I think back to that, I mean, that album is, there is nothing you would ever want to skip on that album. I mean, it's, you mentioned all the other songs, but the song Bastard is really awesome. Bastard. Uh, yeah, Red Hot. Uh, Red Hot, Knock Em Dead, Knock Em Dead Kid, Danger. Yeah. It's, it's just a really good album. So, uh, and Too Young to Fall in Love. I mean, you can't deny that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So even though, the, even though the video with the kung fu scenes, it could be done done without. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but something even about that, like the time period, those were the videos then. I like watching that stuff back. It's so Listen, it's, I love Dio, seeing that. Even Dio was wielding a sword <laughs> at that point. Um, I, I wanted to also mention shout out the devil, the doubling of the voices. Were they like the like the first in metal? Probably not the first. There's always gonna be someone else. Yeah. But with the doubling of the background vocals of shut what it sound like 50 people doubling over. I mean, it seemed like, like they big really gang vocals. To, yeah, I'm trying. It seems like they brought it to light, man. I don't know. Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. I'm trying I'm to think wrong. back. I, I can't imagine cool, there man. weren't albums before that, but you're right. It was very prominent on that album. If you it think it, everything they did. Yeah. <laughs> if you can think it and believe it, it must be true. Just the facts, yeah, baby. Just album. the facts. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, great pick. Love it. Obviously, I just can I, I come just back? Picked it. Well, can we'll, I come we'll, back now? Uh, well, let me see. Hold on. <laughs> now, nah, I only uh, Alice Cooper's neutral. You got shout and lick it up, which are good, and you got bark at the moon awesome. and and maiden, which are no good. You're even <laughs> right now. So right now you're on the fence. Okay. okay. Out, out, out. Uncle Mike, listen, don't let him rip apart <laughs> Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper was freaking awesome. Hey, there you go. I don't know that record, so that's why it's completely neutral for me. It's a good one. Hey, I want to oh, say something. No, you made, made, his, you made his pick neutral. You made, song, you, don't know it. you made your ass neutral. There's <laughs> <laughs> a, a song at the end of Shout at the Devil called Danger. Danger? Yeah, where he mentions about his best friend dying. That happened one month later after the album came out. His oh, best that's terrible. You're talking about when he when he killed the guy in the car accident, right? Yeah, that yeah. happened one month after that, that, that song with that album came out. I can't talk. My my ass is a neutral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it works every time. You just put your ass in front of any any sentence and it works. Poor Ernie's telling a story about how he Vince predicted killing his best friends. One of his best friends, and me and this idiot are laughing about your ass. <laughs> My ass can't get out of neutral. <laughs> what was the, what was the, uh, he was the drummer for what band? Um, Hanoi Rocks? Yeah. yeah. Razzle. Razzle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Which then the Russian, right? Which then the uh, Russian tour against Dewey, right? Bon Jovi, Ozzy, all the, all the bands went over to Russia. Yeah, yeah, to like try to clean their image and do something against right. drugs. And it turned out to be the biggest drug infested door <laughs> run ever, right? Yeah. Or was it bon Ozzy, Motley Crew, who else was on that plane? Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Right. What was he yeah. doing with him? Yeah. It's a good, it's a good question. Bon Jovi <laughs> like, doesn't have a record in 83, right? Maybe their first? Or that's I didn't 80. see it. 
I didn't see. I think that was eighty four. Yeah, but that concert wasn't eighty three. No, no, no. No, that was was eighty seven, right? No, the US Festival was eighty three, right? Yeah. All All right, right, Doctor. Let's recap. What do you got? We got. Number five, Holy Diver, Dio. Number four, Synchronicity, The Police. Number three, Pyromania, Def Leppard. Number two, Innocent Man, Billy Joel. And the number one record for 1983 by The Monster is? Um, it was Bark at the Moon. We already discussed it, so I'm going to fall back on something else as a backup. Um, I have to kill them all. Metallica. I'm I have surpri- to. Yeah, I'm surprised no one else did it. Um, but this one album didn't come back to roost to me till I was 15. I didn't know they were around. It was Joey, Joey Scarter, Ernie, that brought Metallica to me when we were in the park, I mean, park hanging out. Sure. And, uh, you know, when you hear, and I have it highlighted, the Four Horsemen. When I heard the Four Horsemen the first time, I, I was, I didn't even know what to freaking think. Yeah, I'd never heard anything like it. It was amazing. <clears throat> and, uh, jump in the fire, seek and destroy. We used to bob our heads like this when we didn't have freaking hair. We go home and next would hurt. You know, our necks would hurt. We'd stand around the, the all because of Metallica, not Ozzy. Metallica. We'd be around the, you know, the the, the flashlight battery, little radio, and we'd be <laughs> yeah. like this. But we, our hair wasn't long enough. We go home next morning, couldn't couldn't even move our necks. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, kill them all. I, if it's funny. It, it was around in 83, but at 13, I was just, I was just getting into Ozzy, you know, and, and, and listening to, you know, other things. It was, I wasn't a heavy metal head completely. And uh, yeah, I, I think it was like, I'll say 15, two years down the road where uh, I heard this kill them all. And it, it just changed my world. It, it changed everything. It really did for me. Yeah. I didn't know. I don't know this record from back then either. Obviously I know it now. But back then, this is completely off my radar. Obviously, I'm I'm listening to Flashdance. I'm not listening to Kill a Ball. <laughs> I'm listening to What a Feeling, not a uh, uh, Four Horsemen. It's a big difference. <laughs> you sound like you're, you sound like you're proud of that. I am. <laughs> yes, I'll still I'll still put on What a Feeling up against Four Horsemen to today. Not back then. Still today. <laughs> Go for it, man. Go for it. Exact. That What a Feeling pumps me up more than Four Horsemen does, or what. Uh, Kill the lights or whatever, whatever else is on that. But oh, listen, like, obviously it's a great record. It started, it started that whole movement. I understand it now. I didn't understand it then. I was on a, another podcast. We were talking about this album called In the Pit. Where Brian- really, bunch of hoes. <laughs> yeah. You hear the podcast he went on, Tom? You hear the, who the host is? Oh, don't tell me it's the pit. Yeah, In the Pit. And we were talking about this particular album. Do you know, um, it's interesting. Well, it's kind of interesting. You've got to reach a little bit, but Metallica's biggest influences are Motorhead and Black Sabbath. The only song on this album that's not an, a real word, that's a fake word, is like a combination of the words Motorhead and Sabbath. Motor breath. Motor breath, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. I would like to go on Brian's podcast, but I have work in the morning and, and uh, the day after. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't yeah, have I enough vacation time. Aside. Yes. I don't have vacation time. <laughs> I heard they edited it down to four hours. 
He said, why did this sell out the freaking <laughs> to the, uh, to the internet and make it a season? <laughs> I heard he took a break for a nap. <laughs> We're up to your number one. They didn't even know you were napping, Ernie. That's funny. <laughs> Ernie's number five. Yes, nine zero two one zero. Is that right? Close enough. Number four. <laughs> uh, can't slow down, Lionel Richie. Number three, she's so unusual, Cindy Lauper. Number two, sports. Huey Lewis in the news. Number one album, nineteen eighty three. Ernie. Third record I ever bought. Um, Billy Joel and it's a man. <laughs> I know because. Uh, an innocent man. I, I know you guys were pulling it apart before, which is why I'm like, I'm making that sound. Uh, this album was a big deal to me. It was uh, the first Billy Joel record I, I knew about. I think if you take off Careless Talk and Christy Lee, I think you got a perfect album. Uh, Careless Easy Talk Lee. is one of my favorite songs. But yeah, anyway. That's one of the only songs I don't like on the album. But uh, you got Easy Money, An Innocent Man, The Longest Time, Tell Her About It, Uptown Girl, Leave a Tender Moment Alone. Keeping the faith, and the other one, which is in my top five favorite Billy Joel songs, this night. So the, yeah, the album is my number one favorite. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but but Tommy's right. It is Billy Joel paying tribute to the pre-Beatles era. But I still love it. Oh, he, I mean, he yes, but he does it incredibly well. Oh yeah, yeah right. I like it better. I like it better than all the stuff. Yeah, from the me too. Right. I, I, I think the. Uh, the Billy Joel album, if I had a guess that grabbed everyone in, was Glass Houses. I think that was a very pop, commercial rock album. And I think that really grabbed, you know, you to go back into his prior stuff, other stuff, if you would never followed it going along as you were a young kid. Glass yeah, Houses it, is, is amazing. However, I got to say, there's one reason why I chose this album over that one. It wasn't released in 1983. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I said <laughs> All right, so some of our number ones are a little anticlimactic here. Unfortunately, I'm going to go the same route here. So let me recap what I got. Number five, U.E. Lewis Sports. Number four, Frontiers by Journey, which I can't believe I'm the only one that had that. Number three, also can't believe Flashdance. I'm the only one that had it. God, what a good album. Yeah. Number two, Shout at the Devil. And my number one, Doctor Took It Early On, uh, Pyromania. It's 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 just about perfect. Again, it started... To me, it started the whole movement, the big production, uh, the commercial sounding metal, if you want to call it metal, the commercial sounding hard rock, whatever you want to call it. This is the beginning of that era, which is the era, my favorite era of all time, that that commercial metal, hair metal, whatever you want to call it. That's why I wasn't into Metallica yet. I was into this. And Metallica was always, there were two groups of people when we used to hang out. It's the, the commercial hair metal kids that like that stuff and Poison and Cinderella. And then there was Metallica and, and Slayer. Those Slayer. guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, they didn't cross over. Anthrax weirdly crossed over well, a little there was, bit. Joey, there was no other group like uh, drummers with two arms and drummers with one arm. <laughs> well, there, there was, but the, the ones with the one arm. Well, actually, no, he still had two arms. He had two arms during this, though, so he was still, yeah, on, the, know, he was still on this side. <laughs> Bases with three fingers. <laughs> but God, what Pyromania is so good. It's it's just a great record. The, the videos are great. Photograph to this day is one of the most singable songs ever. So yep. I can't, you know, as much as I wanted to change it up because you guys had it already, I gotta stay with my heart, pick pick my favorite record from this from this year, and I gotta go Pyromania. 
Beautiful. I stand by it. Why couldn't they put like a, a, a drumstick for the, an arm? <laughs> <laughs> You're disgusting, Ernie. Ernie, you're not supposed to look like a snowman. <laughs> we just take a branch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to hell. Oh, God. The, 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 mush. the mush. You just said the mush. Whatever it is. Like the guts? Yeah, the guts. <laughs> I mean, you take, the, you take the kids outside. You know, if you had enough time, you could do a nice arm thing. Like, you're tired. You came home from work. It's cold out. You would, you don't feel like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah, and that's gonna be that's gonna be our blabbermouth tomorrow too. Top five podcast. Ernie says, why didn't they just stick a stick in his arm? In you know, in in the mush. <laughs> and we're canceled. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Uncle Ernie. We're this our last uh, this our last episode. I'm glad you came on. I don't know, Arnie, Uncle Bert. Oh yeah, Uncle Bert. I'll go. It's even better. Uncle Uncle Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> <laughs> now had some listen. Had some great lists. I love. Again, I say it every week. I love doing this show because we get to reminisce about our childhoods and and every every time we talk about something, it jogs new memories for me and it, and it opens up, you know, all this other stuff that comes flooding back when we when we mention all these songs and you know, things that happen in these years, it's it's always fun to revisit not only these songs, but these years as well. And and I love revisiting the years like this too, because all of these years blend together to me. I didn't remember this was 83 until we started talking about 83. You know what I mean? Like I didn't remember all these records were 83. I knew they were earlier 80s, but I didn't know they were 83. I, I don't know about you guys. I mean, most of us are on the same age except for Joey, but... 13, very impressionable time for me with music. And when I pulled it all up, I couldn't believe how much, I mean, this stuff on this list that really influenced me. I mean, and it's amazing. I, I didn't realize it. 13, that was my breakout period, heavy metal. It really was. And Quiet Riot, like was mentioned. It was never met, uh, mental health. You know, it's amazing. You know, yeah, but you know I what? I feel like that—that's not a—that's not a great record. There's a couple cool songs no. on it, but I don't know if that's no, a great record. It. That's why. No, I had to hear that one song the whole summer, and that was written by Slade. <laughs> you know, Ernie, but, what year you know. was um, out of the cellar? Eighty-four. Oh, see, I thought for some reason I thought out of the cellar. We did we do eighty-four already? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now this is a good one. Thank Nobody mentioned Melissa. Who? Merciful, merciful fate. Mercy, merciful. <laughs> merciful. Merciful. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. What does he say? Let's. We have to paint the door. What is it? <laughs> we got, we We're going to repaint the front door soon. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to put you in your new room in the attic. <laughs> that was researching that video to put into this episode. That episode was. So much fun. <laughs> Open the let's we need to paint the front door. What <laughs> the hell is he talking about? Incredible. Oh Merciful fate. Merciful. Uncle Steve, it's Merciful. been a pleasure to have you on. Uh, I hope you had a good time. Absolutely. Uh, we, I haven't we, laughed this much in a while. We do want to uh -huh. we want to announce officially 
our next contest, since we had our contest winner on today, our next contest, we got a little trivia and a little merch uh, type of a crossover here. So first, you got to be wearing a top five T-shirt. It could be an Ernie shirt. It could be a top five shirt. It could be anything related to our show. When you send a video and answer this trivia question. So the trivia question is, in my book, Start With a Dream, I mention these two goofy bastards quite often in the book. And there, there's a one major reference to them when after a playground show, the infamous story of when Ernie orders 100 beers at a bar and he plops down all our money on the bar from our show. And I want to know the name of the bar that we were at on Flatbush Avenue. Joey, I know it. It's no, did it, already on the show. <laughs> I want to know the name of the bar where Ernie ordered 100 beers in my book, Start With a Dream. Tell me the name of the bar and send me a video while wearing a Top 5 t-shirt and you'll be our next guest on Top 5. Sound like a fun uh, little uh, yeah, idea, gonna, Steve? I'm going to record myself doing it right now. Uh -oh. that way. <laughs> you know what? I, you, really, I can't imagine I you say, know the name. I, I, I really enjoy having Uncle Steve on. I really enjoyed it. So hopefully uh, we will do this again. It doesn't just come down to concerts. Dude, I, 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 I agree, dude. It was, it was so much fun. You were a pleasure. You know, sometimes when we hold contests, it's, it gets, it's a little shaky. I love that you said you had your own podcast. So you know yeah. the flow, you know kind of what yeah. to do and how to, how to project and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's, it's sometimes you, it's a hit or miss. Can, can I ask you? I'd like to welcome you back on behalf of Joey. You saw them. Hey, A, I'll be glad to come back anytime. I, I I like to laugh and it's a lot of fun. But I wanna can I ask a question about the intro of the show? Of course. This is directed at Ernie. What on earth are you screaming into the microphone hearing that intro? Well, that's a, a, a police song. <laughs> what is Box in by the police. Okay, I'll have to try to listen to that because I've always tried to figure it out of like what oh, on earth man. is this? It's karaoke. <laughs> well, I know you're doing karaoke, but I couldn't understand what's when you. I, I, just, I have the full audio. I'll send it to you. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. You can ask please. the dog what they hear. <laughs> you have a dog in the house. You might be able to. Out of all the questions Steve could have asked us, that's where he goes. I love it. What? Any other, anything else, Steve? Anything else? Any other questions down down the line you want to know? Uh. Uh, did the monster, did you see Ozzy with Metallica opening on Ultimate Sin? Yes. And that's a whole other story in itself because Ernie's father lent oh, my brother-in-law a car. Oh, that's that, co oh, that's that concert. That's that concert. <laughs> and we came home without Ernie, but we had the car. What did, I mean, I know you've talked about this, but what did his dad say? I can't even, I have an 18-year-old son and I cannot imagine <laughs> what his dad what it was that went through his mind when you yeah, showed up bad news and bad news exactly here's the car <laughs> he was completely calm and his next sentence was i'm gonna beat the shit out of him when i see him <laughs> if he's not uh, already done. that's great that's great and that's hilarious and, and joey you didn't order any dubai material from kiss did you i'm not that stupid no did you no, no, no but it's, it's it's so crazy to see people still trying to wait yeah, for it. Yeah, unfortunately, th that that camp is uh, falling apart rapidly. I w I don't like to admit that in front of uh, the monster over here, but <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk off screen. I don't want to talk about Kiss that way. 
I do okay. have an Asylum album that I was very proud of. It's funny. We have the album by our rival bands the same year. He bought Asylum and I bought Ultimate Sin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Tears are falling, man. I was like, wow, Kiss actually wrote a really meaningful song. That was like pretty funny. cool. That's I had funny. I had Destroyer on a track. That's oh, how yeah. long we're going. How far back we're going? Oh wow! Two XL, two XL was singing Destroyer. Played on my Two XL. Yep. Two <laughs> XL was singing Beth. I would love to see that. <laughs> how great are the lyrics to Great Expectations? Ooh, what lyric? It's very underrated song. I like it. Oh, the lyrics are incredible. The the <laughs> lyrics are pretty rough. I mean, Gene sounds awesome during the chorus. Yeah, but <laughs> well. Uh, Guys, this was a great one. Steve, thank you so much for coming on and entering yeah, our Steve. contest. Let me see Don't that shirt one more time, please. Wow. He, Steve, oh, what a shirt. You can get that shirt right now on Amazon.com. Just Journey. type in top five <laughs> with Joey Casada. And I don't even think you need to type in Ernie. Just type that in and it'll, it'll pop right up. Because if uh, trust me, if you try to type Ernie shirt on Amazon, that's not what comes up. <laughs> by the way steve uh i'd like to get to know you i'm the only one that's not a whore on everyone everyone else's podcast when it's when it ends okay this one podcast only only uh, that's, we're the that's only ones i'll have them of course what are you crazy and so i've already i've already proven otherwise too being here right <laughs> <laughs> who the hell else is gonna have right someone now, who's gonna have someone coming on drinking protein milk and and, and tito's vodka come on <laughs> You know what? That's the best you can come up with. <laughs> All right, everyone. Remember, the new contest starts immediately. Send us a video of you wearing a top five T-shirt and answering the trivia question, what bar in my book did Ernie say, I want 100 beers? What was the name of that bar in my book? In, in Start With a Dream. It's in there somewhere. Go find it. Order a top five shirt and send us your answer. You'll be the next guest on top five. Guys, great episode. We'll see you next time. Mwah. Love you all. Stay well. <laughs>